Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Monday, January 8th. This being the second Monday of the month at this time, we are joined by first-term Republican State House Representative Nancy DeBoer of Holland. She's on the other side of our table this morning. Nancy, good morning. Happy New Year. Well, thank you, Gary. Same to you. And if you have a question for the former mayor and first-term Republican State House Representative, Nancy DeBoer will be happy to answer it at 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Nancy, first of all, a question I've posed to some of the other elected officials who have uh, joined us as we begin a new year with an election coming up for the general election on November the 5th. The question is, will Nancy DeBoer run for a second term? Yes, sir. I have already. Oh, that's the question. So <laughs> oh. what's your answer? <laughs> the question is, yes, I'm uh, already filed for running for next term, and we're working hard um, on making that happen. <clears throat> We've updated the website, and um, we're ready to go. And so, yeah, I'm. I would be very excited to be able to represent this amazing area for another term. Good time to ask this question after a year in office. What has been the most pleasant surprise and what has been the toughest challenge for you? Uh, the most um, pleasant surprise is the, the honor of being in the Capitol and um, the collegial um, work with uh, the other members of our caucus um, the way that um, people care about each other and support each other and um, and work to do the best we can for the state of Michigan, um, all from all different professions and backgrounds. And um, quite a few people I've talked with have said, yeah, my, my life was kind of going in this direction, and but I felt that I was supposed to take a turn and, and do this, um, which... I think is very encouraging um, for for the state and for um, the caliber of people that have stepped up to make a difference um, at the state level. And, and of course, they come from all over the state, and and it really grows my heart um, to meet people and um, work with people. And of course, so many people love Holland. <laughs> And, you know, whenever you say, oh, where are you from, Holland? Oh, I just love that. I love Holland. You know, I was there when I was in third grade with my aunt in tulip time or whatever it is. And, and uh, such a respect for what happens here and the um, the way things have been run. And so it's it's a, such an honor. Um, and, of course, the businesses, you know, that, that um, pursue good things and give back to the community and, um, work hard to connect um, across the state. That's those are very inspiring things for me. Um, and then the most challenging is n not having control of the schedule and the meetings, um, what we're going to be able to do and when we're going to be able to meet and how things um, can be navigated. And I guess that's 
you know, I, I really have um, passion for accomplishing things, and uh, I have great staff um, with um, wonderful experience in Lansing and, and through the whole structure, and so they, um, they are great um, in helping me. But there are challenges this time around that haven't been there for a while, and so it's, it's kind of a new path for everyone. And that, you know, to have patience with that and, and to find the right way forward to make a difference for the kids in school and, and all those different things. So um, I'm just going to keep working at it. 616-395-1450 is our number. If you have a question for State House Representative Nancy DeBoer, 616-395-1450. Let's get to the phones. Good morning. You're on the line with the representative. Yeah, you were a good mayor when you uh, were mayor. I think Bob running again for mayor, and I hang up and listen. All right, thank you very much for the call. Would you consider once you're, if you turn, you know, you're up for twelve years if you get full election, of thinking returning to the city council? I never say never, Gary. <laughs> I, I never expected to do anything in government. I, my um, life was focused on education and, and helping kids uh, find their way forward and building into investing in the into the future of the community that way. Um, so I just kind of felt called out to make a difference at the at the city level and uh, was surprised by the level of fulfillment and and um, joy I had in that, and of course, love giving back to this amazing community. And and as I've said, it's been the, it was the honor of my lifetime to serve as mayor for the city. Um, and now I'm just very honored to do this. And I just don't know what my future holds. I just kind of take one one assignment at a time um, to serve. That leads to a couple of other questions, Nancy. First of all. Because of your background in municipal government, does that give you a little bit of a different edge in Lansing dealing with municipal issues because you can understand it. You've been a mayor. You have been a city council member. So, yes, I know it's a mayoral position that is quote-unquote part-time as opposed to some other communities which have it full-time. But still, you have that background and, of course, your ties with the Michigan Municipal League gives you that type of perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, my heart is with the local government because that's so effective. I've seen how, you know, when people need something or care about something, they have access to their locally elected officials and that they work hard to make a difference and have their voice heard at the local level. And I just think that's really important for the state as a whole. And I think what's what is really special about the state of Michigan are all these little individual communities that have their own personalities. They have, you know, some are based more on a heritage model, some college towns, you have beach towns, you have um, hunting towns. There's just all different varieties um, throughout the state of Michigan. And that is amazing and beautiful. And I think we really need to retain that. And I, but I know, you know, there are forces that say, oh, we'd rather just legislate it. And then we just have, slap a policy on the whole state and how simple that is. But it may seem simple, but what are you losing with that? Uh, and, and that, I guess, is when we 
talk about that solar sighting policy. That's what really creeps me out about that is that, you know, the people in Lansing can just decide that this area would be great for solar sighting and too bad for you, local government. And, uh, and people don't realize what's happening in Lansing, what has, has been passed and how it may affect them um, directly until it's happening. And then there may not be a recourse uh, for it because the local control has been taken. So, uh, and none of those sightings for solar uh, panels uh, wherever they want um, are going to appear until after the election next November. So nobody's going to see um, what is happening and what's been decided um, about their neighborhood and solar sighting till um, after things are settled with another election. So I do think it's important for people to be aware and to make their voice heard. And I'm hoping that you know, maybe we can have some conversations um, to moderate uh, some of that policy. And hopefully people that thought, oh, this sounds like a good idea. I haven't really done much in the world of energy. And I, you know, I'm kind of interested in it as a legislator, but I'm kind of have a big learning curve and it sounds like a nice idea and I'll just follow my party. Maybe they'll start hearing from the local government and hearing from the people in their area and saying, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, we believe in clean energy, but we also believe in responsible development of local communities and uh, we need to talk. Speaking about, uh, the uh, Public Act 233, which was House Bill 5120, there is now a uh, an effort to uh, get over 500-some ballot uh, uh, petition signatures uh, to put the matter before the voters. And that is a tough task in terms of trying to get that many signatures on a statewide petition based on the time frame that it is. But uh, Citizens for Local Choice feels they have the support to do this. Yeah. That was it my voice, my home or my home, my voice, something like that. Yeah. I, uh, I do think that there are pockets of people that are waking up to this and saying, no, I, we really want to retain local control with this idea. 616-395-1450. If you have a question for state house representative, Nancy DeBoer, 616-395-1450. The other point I wanted to bring up, is during our time in chatting with those who are elected, the uh, Lakeshore's state legislative delegation, one gets uh, a, a sense there are certain topics that are really passionate for each individual legislature, uh, be it you know, agriculture with a Roger Victory or uh, school safety with Luke Merriman, um, uh, health issues with the former state legislator, uh, Mary Whiteford. Um, what I was going to say, what about you? But you mentioned education, which really is your passion more than anything else, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I really want to help kids find a career track, um, help them figure out what are their natural abilities, what their natural passion is, and what kind of profession fits that and then connect them with business or whatever track they would love to follow um, and pursue. 
And uh, so, yeah, we I went to a conference in um, Chicago area with the uh, Conference of State Governments, and we met about those kind of concepts, what can be done. And they had a great system going there with a German company um, that has also partnered with other models throughout the world that have been effective. Um, and that program has the manufacturers supporting it. And so that students who show an aptitude and a desire to work in the advanced manufacturing can um, sign up for these classes and also be working at the same time. So these couple guys that we talked with um, were working Monday, Wednesday, Friday in this facility and then taking classes on Tuesday and Thursday. And the model is that they work during the day and go to school during the day. It's not like doing school and then working at night or vice versa. So they have a, a healthy schedule and then they sign up for three years like that and as they are doing that, they are paid uh, $20,000, $30,000 a year, I think, for their work and not paying for their education. So they get the education in the field that they are interested in, and then the specifics of that particular business they learn on site. And so it's really a great way to retain what you learn because whatever it is you're talking about, um, theoretically in class on Tuesday, <clears throat> you're doing it specifically on Wednesday and um, they really love it. And then they also sign, agree to work two years full time for that manufacturer after that, which is not a stretch because these are the people that have taught them and helped them. And, um, and they, those guys were really excited about what they had learned and, and where they were going in their lives and, and their financial stability and security, uh, which is great. And, you know, and that's not the end of anybody's journey, whatever you're doing at that stage in your life, but boy, it gives you a foundation for, and you can learn more um, from that position in whatever field you want to pursue after that. Um, but you are starting out in, in such a healthy place financially too. I need to ask you this question as you have uh, made your intentions known of seeking re-election, uh, not only in the August primary, but also for the November 5th general election. You're, consider you're standing with not only the Ottawa County Republican Party, but also the state Republican Party. Um, the Ottawa County Republican Party has angered some Republicans by their lack of support for them. Uh, we had the mayor of the city of Zealand outright say, why did you not support me in the reelection bid saying that I was taking, uh, 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 I was working on the other side. Um, on the state level, the issues involving the leadership uh, sort of came to a little bit of a head this past weekend with the vote to oust Christina Caramo. She did not recognize the meeting as uh, legitimate and as uh going to be in a meeting, plans to be in a meeting this coming Saturday. A lot of uncertainty involving the Republican Party. You're unfortunately in the middle of it because you are seeking re-election. Yes. Everybody doesn't always get along. <laughs> I have learned that in, over the years, right? And, you know, and we tend to fan the flames of conflict. Um, so it's just like uh, a huge family that has trouble getting along. 
And I don't know where all of this is going to land. Um, So I'm just pursuing what I um, need to do and want to do to help this state. And my colleagues at the state level are doing the same. So um, we are working hard to get the um, backing that we need to be able to serve um, the people of the state of Michigan. And I, you know, we're not in control of all those other forces. So you can't um, focus on that, waiting for everything to be perfect um, before you can do what you're called to do. And perfect doesn't happen. I've kind of noticed. <laughs> so, and you can use it for an excuse to be, you know, completely paralyzed and, um, you know, watch everything go by. But th- that's not what, you know, there's, I don't remember what who had that little thing about being bloody and whatever in the ring. And it's it's not going to be easy. We know that. Good morning. You're on the line with the representative. Yeah. Hi. Hey, you know, I'm looking out at another bright, sunny West Michigan day in the winter, and I'm concerned about the future of our energy here in the state of Michigan. And, you know, the uh, power plant up at Port Sheldon, the Campbell generating plant is scheduled to be shut down in 2025. I think that's still on schedule. My question is this, is anything being done to maybe see if they might want to consider keeping that power plant going when we consider that we really don't have a real feasible nuclear power plant option at this point? There's talk of them reactivating one here in Michigan. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I just can't see us taking up valuable farmland, putting up tons and tons of horrible uh, solar panel farms uh, to generate what on a day like this? It just doesn't work on a day like this. What does our energy future look like? And I get your point. I know. I mean, you're obviously not a newcomer to Michigan. And, yes, the sun doesn't always shine. And it's hard to produce reliable, affordable power with only renewable energy. And and it would take a third of the city of Holland covered with solar panels to replace what our natural gas plant produces. And, And it's been wonderful. But now that natural gas is being classified as a quote-unquote dirty source of power unless it has carbon-captured sequestration, and that means we would have to dig mile-deep tunnels under the plant to put carbon dioxide under bedrock and everything else um, in order to have that be legal as of 2040 was, I think, the last date I heard. Uh, so, yeah, there. I'm very concerned about the state power grid and how we're going to do this. If we, with the uh, uh, battery plants being put in, though those batteries don't just roll out. You have to fill them with energy, and therefore you're producing energy that you're using to produce those batteries with energy and all of that will be a drain on Michigan's power grid as they go delivered everywhere else and I'm very concerned we're closing coal plants early and when um, we closed one in Highland and and we thought well that's a good that it's was a what 1948 plant or something um, and it wasn't 
as efficient and we weren't getting the uh, the return on investment after we opened the natural gas plant, even as an auxiliary source of power. And so we chose to close that responsibly, I believe, but not ever thinking that natural gas was also going to be declared uh, not so clean as a source of energy. So um, that's been pretty disconcerting, and I am concerned on a statewide level. And whenever I get in discussion with um, those that are excited about a 100% clean energy policy, I, I try to put that question in the middle of the room. What about the power grid? We do not want to become a brownout state. We do not want to be um, have things toned down because we don't have enough. Um, whatever, you have to have reliable power in your state or you don't have anything. Appreciate so, yeah, appreciate yeah. the call. Thank you very much because we do need to get to, well, I was going to get to another call, but uh, <laughs> that uh, person uh, could not uh, stick around. Appreciate it, though. 616-395-1450. A year ago, the Revenue Estimating Conference said that we had a $9 billion budget uh, surplus. I have a funny feeling it's not going to be that much this time around. <laughs> uh, no, that that was kind of a one-time event, I think. <laughs> it was kind of like we had, like Joseph's situation, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of, of uh, want. We had one year of uber plenty, and here we go. Um, so, yes, on the 12th, Friday the 12th, will be the consensus revenue estimating conference they called it the crec is is its acronym and you could watch that online it will it's available even in linkedin if you go to the michigan department of treasury um, and there's a link on linkedin for you to to watch that or you can go to the you know the michigan um, state uh, website as well Um, but that will be a situation where they bring in someone from the House Fiscal Agency, the Senate Fiscal Agency, and the Department of Treasury, and they will talk about the economic and revenue forecasts uh, for the coming years, and um, hopefully they will give us some wisdom on on uh, what will be happening and, and have the best humanly um, possible predictions of what's going to happen um, in 2024 from a financial standpoint and how things are trending, uh, how much people are paying in taxes and all of that. I, you know, for a little while there, it was all going up unexpectedly. And I kind of have the opposite feeling now, but we'll see what they say. We'll see indeed what they say. If you need to have some help from Lansing, 86th District House Representative Nancy DeBoer's office is at 517-373-0846, 517-373-0846. And online, go to gophouse.org, that is gophouse.org, and scroll down to find Representative Nancy DeBoer, and you'll be able to get to her webpage and contact her that way. Nancy, we wish you well in your efforts for uh, uh, seeking re-election for the November 5th election. 
and wish you and your family well over the next month or so. And if all goes well, we'll do this again in February. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Gary. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. much. Nancy DeBora, 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News with Steve Kathan straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. Then we'll have a little bit of open line ahead of the Evergreen Commons report with Barb Visser. And then at the bottom of the hour, the WHTC Midday Report on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.